the seventh episode in our first series of the So Ab Fab podcast. I'm Ali and I run Bobbin's Sewing School and my co-host is Caroline of the sewing business So Ab Fab. Hi Caroline. Hi Ali. Hello everybody. So in our podcast we introduce you to guests that are integral to home sewing or have connections to the sewing industry. Many of our guests have small to medium-sized sewing related businesses and or provide necessary resources and products to help you as sewers. Ah, uh, that's great, Caroline. I hope you've had a good week. Now we're all up and sewing. I mean, we're all up and workshopping, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Everything's opened um, this week. So uh, classes are starting, which is exciting. Can't wait to get people into the studio and to get that buzz back and yeah. that feeling of community. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's one thing that I've really missed is, um, although we've had online community, we haven't had that face-to-face community. No, it's nice to see proper faces, isn't it? Nice to share yeah. skills and, and actually hear what people have been making. So that's always exciting. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and actually, it's lovely to see them um, come in and relax. Yes, um, definitely. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so no, that's nice. Really good. And especially as we've had a funny season of April showers in May, it's it's great to have people coming back into the workshops, just giving us something out of the rain to do. <laughs> I know, exactly. Back indoors. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I haven't been at the allotment so much this week. It's been dodging showers. I obviously go up to do the chickens, yeah. as everybody knows. But uh, yeah, it's been short and sharp and in and out. And um, definitely. But yeah, just so much to get ready here in the studio. And uh, yeah, so it's taken up a bit of time. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Well, we've got a great um, episode for you today. So we will get on and introduce you to our guest. So today our guest is Mark from Patternsy. Hello and welcome. How are you, Mark? So far, so good. Thanks for asking. Brilliant. Okay, but uh, I'm smiling inside. As we mentioned, you are the owner of Patternsy. Please, could you tell us and our listeners what Patternsy is? Patternsy is what you would create... If you said to yourself, what is absolutely nobody else done, we'll do that. Uh, We print sewing patterns, the short version. Uh, It's all we do. We do nothing else except print sewing patterns. Really, it's that simple. How we do it is complicated, but that is it. It's, It's the only thing we do. We do it all day, seven days a week. Oh wow! I know it's uh, it's it's quite a new thing that's happening with independent patterns, isn't it? So we know firsthand how fabulous you know Patternsy is, but how who actually gave you the idea for Patternsy? My ego. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm, but that isn't it's you know uh, one is driven by whatever, and I. Uh, got it in my head. We'd retired, I think by that point we'd retired about three times, and I decided I wanted one more go at starting from scratch. Brilliant. And we had a background in various things that included uh, different forms of printing, and it uh, it cogitated for some years. Yes. Uh, working on it, different bits, and having a go at this, that, and the other. And we actually launched on, I think it was the 1st of October or 1st of September in 2017, we went public. Brilliant. Um, but uh, little known fact, um, we didn't actually set out to print on paper. 
thing that uh, we did is we developed a system for printing twirls. Yes. So we could digitally format a pattern and print onto a very light fabric. Yes. Uh, not woven fabric. Um, in other words, what, what we did is we went to the, the most extreme. What is the thing that no sane person would ever do? So we did that. <laughs> yeah, and that's called twilery, although that's never done anything because we thought we'll do paper because that's a bit normal. And then once we've got people buying paper, we'll do the twirls and then and we never got back to twirls. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know that you collaborate with various pattern companies. Did you start out the business with that intention? Really, one brand in particular was Pivotal. Uh, I started sending samples to an American brand, probably one of the, the larger independent brands in America, mm. and saying, look, this is what we're doing. You know? And the guy, instead of just shutting it down, he just keeps saying, no, you're not there yet. Keep sending it, you know, keep working, but you're not there. This went on for years. So he saw there was potential and he, he exactly. encouraged you, yes. And, and interestingly, the key is sort of relevant because this is a, I'm guessing statistically about a 99.999% female yeah. market world. Yeah. And he happened, it was him and his wife ran their business. She was the designer and he did the, uh, the, other, the business side of things. And... Um, we didn't choose to send it to a man. We sent it to the company, and mm. that's who ended up with it. And he just, as long as he was saying, you're not there yet, it was an open door. And uh, we then progressed and got better and took on board what he said. And we actually opened for business the day after he sent the email saying he nailed it. Brilliant. We're in. Brilliant. Um, so it was certainly something we saw as in, uh, what we wanted to do. We haven't achieved anything as much as, much as we'd like to, um, but there was no question we were going to do it for end users as well. But uh, to get, I won't say leverage, but to get the um, uh, backing of a brand mm. uh, gets you immediately past a lot of hurdles with people who don't know you. Oh, well, but they know so-and-so. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, which, as I understand it, uh, is pretty much the way the social media works, is you follow the people that are followed by people you follow. So um, is a lot of your work for the brands still, or do you think that you've got the, the, the dressmaker at home as your main customer now? I think the dressmaker at home is the main customer. We work with brands, but not in the way we'd originally imagined. We'd be printing in bulk for trade yeah, customers. Right. That has not uh, manifested. No. But we work with brands. So yes. For example, for any brand, uh, we will run a completely free pattern tester program. Brilliant. They got They send us the addresses. They send us a pattern. We mail it and print it and mail it worldwide, no charge. And that's just a wow. sort of a community feedback. That's amazing. Do something back. But yeah. of course, there's also other businessmen that they will say to themselves, well, this is okay, it's cheap, fine, we'll use him. But then all those testers get to see paper they wouldn't have seen. Yes. And they go, oh, that's a bit different. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. um, we do that for some quite big names. Uh, but for a... Uh, 
the, the designers we're working with and actually printing for tend to be the much smaller independents who wouldn't be able to do more than just offer PDFs on their website. We've contacted a few, we work with them, and now they can offer paper patterns yes. without having to do the paper themselves. Yes, we work with uh, big names to small names in different ways, and the door is always open. We're always saying, challenge us. Good. And we quite often just reach out, we'll send a sample to somebody. We saw one of your patterns, we thought you might like to see it. And I would say, overwhelmingly, we never hear anything more about it. While somebody goes, oh, oh, that's interesting. Um, so it develops from there. Yes, the, our bread and butter is uh, a constant stream of PDF files coming in through one door and a constant stream of paper going out the other. We know you've running your company with your wife, Sue. Could you describe a usual working day for us? So Sue does a lot of the digital work. Um, I, I'm where the printers are, uh, so I do the pointy end of it. It would be common for me to get up and start a print run. Mondays is, di Mondays is different. There's not actually much texture to the week. You know, stuff comes in and goes out. But Mondays, we will often have a, a, a more significant shipment going to America, as we do today. Right, okay, interesting, um, yes. Um, and... Uh, you know, the details have got to be right, so it's uh, prepped the day before, yeah. the day before, but the cutoff is midnight Pacific time yeah. last night. Right. So we come up this, wake up this morning, and we're either going to wake up to one small extra order to stick in, or somebody says, oh, could you do these 42? But there's a certain sort of, uh, how can I say, uh, nervous edge to waking up on a Monday morning. Oh, bless you. So, yeah, so, so you know, um, obviously, um, we are still fairly new as consumers to sending off our download to you um, to have printed off. So are there common problems that we make when we order patterns from you? That's, that's something that I'd like to know about. It's the, the, this is not about patterns, this is anybody's patterns. Everybody charges by the sheet. Mm -hmm. And the A4s, and the AOs spend a significant proportion of our time explaining to people that a pattern with two AOs isn't £2.50 a pattern, it's £2.50 per, per sheet. Oh. Yes, yes. And so that key concept seems to be uh, tragically not uh, well known. It feels to me, and obviously I can't now guess what it was like before I knew this, but it seems to me like if people were just, if you two were just chatting to each other and one of you asked, the other one would say, well, yeah, of course, but you know, there's more than one sheet in that pattern. Mm. But you go online, you're focusing on the, I want this delivered as quickly as possible. You click the nearest button, and the next thing is a series of phone calls and emails between us and the customer saying, yeah, but you understand that that's not quite how it works. You're only going to have a left leg and a right sleeve, <laughs> you know, yeah. a left leg and a, and a front if you're not going to have <laughs> the whole pattern. <laughs> and I'd, I'd frame this not so much as me, us, this industry having a moan, but the thing that would 
significantly improved. Most sewists experience yeah. this, as you say, relatively new world of having PDF sent off and printed would be that understanding, that point. Um, I I know the maths. Yes. Have to, but you know there are A4s, there are A2s, there are A1s, there are AOs. Yeah. Between those sizes, there's American sizes, which are similar. You don't need all that detail. No. Yeah. How many sheets is the easy answer, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. It's not, again, it's about trying to educate for the sewists to improve their experience. We've done two things to try and improve it. One is that um, we introduced what we call a concierge service. Ah. And, uh, for five pounds, somebody can just literally dump everything and turn away and we'll look after it. We'll work it all out and we'll then say, right, here's your invoice. Yes. If they don't want to go forward, they don't have to pay the invoice. They're out for five quid. Yes. Um, but uh, that means they don't have to you know, think about it. That's that's true. Right. I I yeah uh, on a on a sort of like very relevant note. I a long time ago. So this is going back probably before your business um, was up and running. So it would have been probably five years ago, maybe. Mm. I um I actually went to a copy shop mm. with a download, mm. thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to just you know this. I'm going to get this printed, and I came out forty five pounds lighter of my pocket because of the number of sheets. Yeah. I hadn't realised we're going to yeah. be in that AO copy, and yeah. it taught me a lesson. And it's always made me very shy of getting copy, you know, copy shop patterns yeah. printed now because that's a lot of money to part with. And if if it the is. if the if the copy shop owner had said to me, um, you know, this is going to be X Y Z amount of sheets at X Y Z. I would have had a second thought about it. Yeah. I might have printed off those million sheets on my April printer at home. <laughs> and, and of course, from, from the coffee shop side, they're they're not sewing pattern specialists. I know that we, you know, Caroline and I, and are very aware of sustainability. And um, and I noticed on your uh, on your website that you offer a scrap paper. Yeah. service that you send out little scraps yeah. if it's within the weight of the, the yeah. and I think that's brilliant because it allows us to, to make changes ourselves at home and yeah. use them for you know tracing off extra bits and pieces exactly it's, is that is that off uh, something is that something that a lot of people take you up on not yet it's, it is quite new okay um, uh, I can tell you a joke it's only slightly rude but, um, <laughs> what it says is is uh, paper scraps but on the e-commerce website, um, when you when the order comes through to us, it crops the the, the uh, and it actually reads ape crap. <laughs> so if me and Sue are talking to each other. She'll say, "You know, the one that's ordered the ape crap." Well, that's really funny. <laughs> so, purely accidental. So we're working with uh, forty-two inch wide, one hundred one thousand sixty-seven millimeter paper. And if we're not printing to that full width, then why should we ship and with the weight yes. you know, like paper? So we, we trim to the left side. Yes. We put it through a, a basket and it just builds up and builds up. Yep. And then we thought, why don't we just give them away? Now, the, the twist is, of course, that we're not, we don't want to us or them to encourage the postage. It needs to be free. 
perfect. Uh, somebody yeah. orders something and it would normally go for 100 grams and they've ordered 50 grams, that's well, we just stick that in. Yeah. For example, if we're sending to uh, the shipment today for America, it's going to go courier and cost goes up the, uh, to the roof with the courier. So the one person who in America who's ordered eight crack <laughs> I tell her she can't have any because oh, yes. the, way, the cost of us sending a free paper to her it would be now is she if if she came between big shipments and we just sent it by post yeah yes. yeah the, the weird thing about the UK postal system is the weight bands are huge zero to a hundred a hundred to two fifty uh, in America the price goes up every ounce. Right, okay. Uh, Gosh, so yeah. it, it's something we can really only do. To the UK customers, yeah. Somebody has something that's tough, that weighs 101 grams. Yeah. It has to go at 250. Yes. So we can put 150 grams of the uh, eight crap in there. <laughs> <laughs> is, oh. yeah, I bet you it's on a secret. You don't, you can keep that. That has to be our secret password. <laughs> You ship patterns worldwide. Would you say most of your printing goes to UK customers or is it an even split now? I think we probably do a lot more overseas, ordinary ones and twos orders. I'm not talking about, about trade orders. Um, we still, by numbers, I would say we still ship most to the UK. Yes, and you um, are a UK-based company too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. 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 But honestly, what... It raises a slightly broader topic. We made a policy decision that we we do no metrics. We don't track our users. We don't take any data from them. Yeah. We don't even use the data they've given us. We don't work out where they are. We don't yes. try to target yes. this, that, and the other. Yes. So we actually don't know. We don't say to ourselves, right, where's everything going? Let's look yes. at it. put it out on the yeah. map. And yeah. But it's just, you just know that the, the, the addresses you're sending to. One of the companies we work with, and again, trying to drop names for prestige sake, I have a big enough ego without that. <laughs> uh, we work a lot with So Liberated. And yeah. so when they're coming up for a pattern release, they send us the file. Uh, we Because our wider paper, we reformat the pattern for our wider paper. We also turn it into a version where we can easily turn on and off the layers. Because again, okay, yes. is, is that we will print any set of layers. Yes. We don't charge any extra for that. So then when they launch, they will include our information. They'll be 20% off. We'll be 20% off. We'll use the same code. And suddenly, there's a spike. Yes. Uh, and so yes. we've been, their pattern has just come out as Otis overalls. So um, we've been printing Otis overalls for uh, several weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm intrigued, you know, um, I, we were just talking about your, you know, the, the spread, but is there a remote or obscure country that you've sent a pattern mm -hmm. to that stands out in your mind? <laughs> well, I can't, nothing, well, I, I'll give you the ones I thought of, because that was one question I did think of. We have, we sent to Iceland. Okay. Uh, a woman uh, ordered uh, 200 pounds worth of printing and ah. essentially said, well, that'll take care of me for the decade. So that's Iceland. That's one thing. We do have a customer in Malta, one customer in Malta. Okay. Who works in the government somewhere. Uh, and uh, uh, that's useful. 
Yes. Uh, but probably the closest to answering that question would be that we do ship to American diplomatic and military locations. Oh. And the reason we know that is because they go through the diplomatic and military mail system. I think we've had one order from all of South America. Right, okay. Uh, we get, comparing America to Canada, for example, we get very few Canadian orders. Oh, interesting. Uh, never had an order from India or China. Right. I think we've had one from Hong Kong. Okay. China, people aren't, you know, making their own clothes. They just go out and... They take a garment to a yeah. to a tailor. Yeah. They go back the next morning and it's made. <laughs> well, they buy new. I mean, we were there for eight months uh, in 2016, and uh, you know it was uh, very interesting to, to be able to sort of study the society. And it's a consumer society. You know? Yeah. The idea of making something was a bit sort of alien. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a I'll tell you a, a sewing story mixed with China. We were on a three day train journey. And uh, we, we love trains. We don't take the fancy chairs. We go in there with the, the rest of them. And Sue was making me hand-stitching a shirt out of cheesecloth. She Excellent. managed to find some cheesecloth in the local market. We were going somewhere. It was getting hotter. Uh, I don't take the sun very well. So she was making me extremely lightweight cheesecloth shirt just so I didn't burn. Yeah. And three days. And the women are watching you know, and going past, and then eventually one stops, and eventually they're sitting around, no language between us, but Sue's sort of showing techniques with the needle and all the rest of it, and they think it's hilarious. Swing <laughs> opens up conversations on trains. Yeah. Yes, 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 Lovely. Yes, yes. Oh, that's fabulous. So I see um, that from your website that Patency is a business you both have created since retiring. And you did touch on that. You said about three yeah. times you retired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you describe yourselves as entrepreneurs, which yeah. is, is brilliant. I started at about the age of 14 when the neighbours all bought a lawnmower between them. And I had the bright idea of being the one who provided the labour. In terms of quote proper businesses i i lived in america for 11 years that's where probably it started for me and um, trying to i can't think of them all but very heavily involved with the distribution of phone books in america that was huge wow um, and even when i came back and then met sue i still got contacts and so occasionally me or both of us would go to america and deliver phone books Okay, um, great way to travel. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you see the world, every mailbox in a, some rural area, I mean, it's fast. Wow, so, yeah. You have to slow down. You yeah. Can't slow fast. Um, the, uh, uh, when I first moved back, Sue was working uh, as, uh, in, a, in management in a charity. She was a volunteer manager of a organization and so my pitch was well if you're going to work for free why don't you work for me <laughs> with me with me yes yes um, and at the, so what did we do? i don't know if we're doing immediately but we we worked with toyota to introduce the world's first desktop embroidery machine to the uk okay um we uh we were heavily involved with the beanie babies 
something. Oh my gosh. And we were a supplier to the train of Peewee Baby stuff. Okay. And that was that was probably the biggest we got. Uh, but uh, ultimately, uh, we, we learned so many lessons, one of which is the fact that you've got a you know, Brazilian in sales doesn't mean you've made any profit. No, no. <laughs> I think Caroline and um, I agree with you. We, uh, we, we retrained as teachers. Yes. And uh, Sue retrained first, uh, and then I did, and we taught. Uh, I, we also had. Do you know the phrase uh, uh, big pond, small fish? Yes. Okay, well, we're always small pond, big fish. Okay. So we try to find a niche we can apply something extra. Yeah. Also, that it would be difficult for someone to compete with because, for yeah. example, we um, uh, we landed on a particular type of uh, earphones, headphones, uh, in-ear things. They were from a, you know, not a junk company, but they were from a company that was just mass market. But in the forums of the sort of hyper audio experts, people would just raving about this product and you know what do i know but anyway we managed to get into that and contact the company and bought enough to get an account and all the rest of it so we were you know they were going out for ebay but yeah it's one thing after another but each time it's like well we would loom build it's a professional weaver yes so we would uh, uh we built looms an american company would sell a loom over here and we would go and Brilliant, yeah. Where do you see Patency in the future? What are your aspirations for your business? Well, um, I think a, the, one of the lessons we've learned is that it's pretty good just to aspire to still be here in a while. You know? Yeah. You don't have to always be expanding. You don't always have to be pouring your way into new things. What we do... And I'm quite willing to be challenged by you or anyone else on this. What we do, we are the only persons that do the way we do it. We just try to do that as well as we can. For example, through this, uh, reach new people. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, we we actually, if you like, have a sort of metaphorical open door policy. What we want is someone to come in and say, "I bet you can't do this." <laughs> you know? A challenge. You like a challenge. And, and uh, somebody came to us and said. Uh, long, you know what long arm quilting is? Yes. Well, I, I didn't know before this, but uh, could you do a such and such? And they thought, right, we could do this. Yeah, we could do that. We could print them X wide and 10 inches long. Yes. It's not gone anywhere yet, but it's that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's so that that's what keeps it exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we really want people to be banging on the door. They haven't, but I bet you can't do this. Well, you know. I'm intrigued, Mark. How many printers do you have? We run. Uh, this is not this is not office printers or no. this is the, the pattern printing. We run four simultaneously. Gosh. And we're talking about things that will print 42 inches wide. Uh, they will. They've got. Uh, they're modified to take much larger rolls of paper. Yeah. So we can run. You know, longer. There's no limit to the length we can print at any one time. I actually spent, oh, two, three years trying to find a machine that could 
fold our paper and um, still haven't made one or found one. Some of the mechanisms I built to try and make it. Yeah. I think I managed to fold an AO sheet once. Okay. And, uh, you know, but because I know if I could, if I could do that, uh, that would increase our throughput. Yeah. It's everything we've ever done has got my DNA or Sue's DNA. Yeah. Just those two. Yeah. Um, wow, so that's amazing. Every order that's gone out, we don't hand it off to somebody and no. then the packing people do it. Yeah. Um, it's this. Well and, done, you. And and there's something about, I mean, something very old school about saying, I have it at my fingertips. You know, I don't look at a book. Yeah. I can, you know, I, and I test to myself. I've listened to the printers. I turn away from the printers so I can't see them. Yes. And I say, what's it doing? Yes. yes. How long have I got yes. before I have to get over there because the cut's going to come and that paper's going to hit the ground? Yeah. And, uh, you know. You tune in. You tune into your printing. You yes. I get that it's child. It sounds childish to me. But, you know. No, uh, I think, I think you know, it's running classes, we are tuned into our sewing machines and... The minute something goes wrong, we are on it. The the exactly. the, the actual student yeah, may not know it, but you're there because you know something's not quite right. Yeah, brilliant. So, Mark, you sound like extremely busy people, especially you know, a home life as well is extremely busy for you both. But do you ever manage to switch off and do anything different for yourself? I'm going to seem like I'm not answering the question, but you'll get there in the end. Uh, <laughs> isn't a legal company now. Uh, the legal company name is Summer Ajiva Limited. Summer Ajiva means right livelihood. It means how you earn your living, not be harmful. And so one of the things that I do uh, is uh, I go off, I'll be going off in June and again next year to uh, on a long meditation course. Right. So, yes. you know, I, a couple of times a year I'll go off for a whole month uh, and, and meditate. And uh, we... Sue tries to get me out of the, get us out of the house at least every other day for a walk in the countryside. So where do you go to do your meditation? I mean, obviously um, you can meditate at home as well as you can yeah, anywhere else. But daily, my daily meditation. Yes. I, I, I sit here, but uh, there are centres around the world. I started in '81, and I spent, in fact, if you've time for it, uh, how me and Sue met. Um, I used to work in America, and then in the winter, I'd go to India. Okay. And I'd go to England, so I'd come see my family, and then go on to uh, India, spend the winter in India, and then do the whole thing in reverse. So I've been a vegetarian for a long time, and so my mother would say, right, well, what's he going to eat when he gets here? <laughs> and she looked in a local paper, this is in Yorkshire, and there was a company that provided vegetarian sort of meals. And this was a company run by Sue and her three friends. And uh, then one time, when I moved back from America, I was living at my parents' house. They were in Spain. They were having the kitchen redone, so there's no kitchen. So I thought, well, I'll order from those people. And uh, that was the first time I actually met Sue, and she actually delivered food. So, um, oh, that's yeah. lovely. <laughs> Say is Thank you, Mark. That's very insightful. I mean, uh, I, I personally had no idea how patency worked. Um, I think it. I think it's fantastic that we can now send our 
PDF files off to someone and get them printed on A0 on proper pattern paper and save us the hassle of printing all our individual sheets and sticking them together. So thank you for taking time out to chat to us today. Are we going to do an offer for your listeners? So that would be very kind. It's, it's a tough one. Okay. Okay. There'll be a code. And the code is, we'll answer two questions. Right. How many A4s in an AO? And okay. which country deserves the most credit for the establishment of the metric system? Okay. So it's number, name, no spaces, okay? And that will get them 10%. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> what about you two? Come on, what's the answer? Um, do you know, I have to give that a thought, actually. Uh, right. <laughs> so, Caroline, have you got any clue about those answers? No, Ali, I think I'm going to have to go away and have a bit of a think. <laughs> Well, Mark, thanks. That's brilliant. So if you didn't quite catch the question, we will have it in our show notes at www.soabfabpodcast.podbean.com. But the question was, how many A4 sheets of paper in an AO and which country deserves the most credit for the establishment of the metric system? And that offer will be valid for 10% off any printing, printing at patency.com. P-A-T-T-E-R-N-S-Y dot com until the 28th of June 21. So next week, we will be talking to Emma and Tracy. So Emma and Tracy are great friends of ours. And they have a YouTube channel called Curly Seams. So they do a podcast on YouTube. So it's a visual podcast and they show you all their makes and what they've been up to. So they're very brave, but it's a great, they're great fun. And they have had a really interesting journey through their sewing careers. So they're cousins and they both found quite late on that they had a shared interest in sewing. And they both actually lived stateside. So what they found was that the patchworking and quilting that they did there, they really enjoyed and it grew for them and they brought it back to good old England and have been sharing their knowledge, great knowledge ever since. So do tune in next week. We'll be talking to Emma and Tracy of Curly Seams. You can actually look them up if you want to beforehand. They're great fun. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of giggles. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please do subscribe. You can find our show at www.soabfabpodcast.podbean.com. And you'll find links there for our websites, social media links, and all the information that you want along with previous episodes. We look forward to seeing you. So in the meantime, happy sewing. Happy sewing. Bye. Bye.